Hello and welcome back to the Your Next Level podcast. It's me, T. I am your host for today and we have a really cool episode today. I love talking all things strategy and content and branding. However, my heart is always with the human. My heart is always with the human who's running that and implementing that and going to be the one who's effectively going out and putting that into the world, right? So what I want to talk about today is the eight common things that I see people getting either trapped in, stuck in, or bottlenecked with that I want you to avoid as an entrepreneur. So if I can give you any insight today, maybe you can see where these limiting patterns might be playing out for you. Maybe you might be able to stop them before they happen. Um, or maybe you might be able to identify and be like, fuck, I'm already in that, right? But that's okay because with awareness, uh, introspection is one of the best things that we can have in our business and really to move us forward, we need to be aware of what we're even doing, right? Most people are like, I want to create that. I want to get there. I want to hit that mile uh, milestone in my business, but they really don't even know what's actually blocking them from getting there. And when I say block, I use that as the language that you might potentially use about yourself. I personally do not see it as a block. I see it as a gift. I see it as something that you get to gain wisdom from. You get to extract wisdom from. So the very first one, so we're going to go through eight. So stick around, see if these are you. If they are you, what I would love for you to actually do, let's do this. I would love for you to write them down in a journal or you can even video diary yourself. I sometimes do that. I'm not much of a journaler. I actually prefer to speak, but a different side of our brain gets used when we do journals. So pick which one you want to do. Uh, However, yeah, it's totally up to you, but I would write it down if I were you just because it does use this different part of your brain. And what I would do is write down all of the things that I'm going to speak about and see where could you potentially see this playing out? Where could you potentially see yourself getting bottlenecked? Maybe you currently are doing it, or maybe you're like, oh, interesting. I want to make a mental note and put like a little sticky note there to not do that or to pick up if I'm about to do that. So the reason that I'm doing this episode is because it's a way that you can self-audit yourself, right? Because as business owners, we are going to be the biggest bottleneck in our business, right? We can quickly change strategies. We can quickly buy a course on, you know, how to do a live launch or how to create better content. Like they're very easy things to do, but the bottleneck that is the hardest thing to get over in business is always going to be you right? Because we have all the other things, they're all logical, right? The human is not logical. The human is beautiful and amazing and intricate and we're full of emotions. So we do really work off emotions, which is why having this knowledge is going to be really cool for you because then you can start to see where you more so go in to that emotional reactivity of the pattern. And then we can actually pull ourselves out and be like, okay, so that's my emotional analysis. And that's where I'm unconsciously going with that. But if I can actually see it from a logical point of view, then I actually get to change that and I actually get to implement things to change. So I'm going to go through them just so you know, if you want to stick around or not, I will quickly list them out for you. Then you can decide if this episode's for you. So we've got the comparison trap. We've got procrastination. We've got fear of visibility. We've got imposter syndrome. We've got overcommitting or overwhelm. We've got fear of scaling and like growing your business. Uh, So fear of success, essentially. We've got avoiding delegating um, or asking for help. And we've got self-worth. 
okay, tied to the business. So these are the things that we will be speaking about today. So the very first one is comparison trap, okay? Comparison, comparison, comparison. I see this all the time with online entrepreneurs, whether you're a creative influencer, a coach, service provider, you have even a hair salon, like it doesn't really, even if you're an athlete, right? Everyone has this natural It's a natural instinct to compare yourself. If you think back to caveman days, what did people have to do? Everything was always being compared. Who would make the best mate? Who's the best at cooking? Like all these things, like of course it's gonna happen. It's a a natural thing. If people say, I never compare myself, then they're honestly just lying, right? But an example of how this can actually block you in your business is potentially you're an online coach and you might find yourself constantly looking at everyone else's success And you're looking at them and they're in the same industry as you. And you're thinking, oh, they're just lucky. Oh, they have it because they have that many followers. Or, you know, oh, I wish I had that. Or everything they say triggers the fuck out of you because you know they're doing something you're not, right? And it's like you're always comparing, always feeling inadequate. You've got this self-doubt. And it starts to hinder your ability to celebrate your achievements, it starts to hinder you seeing your unique journey as just that, your unique journey. And you start to compare timelines, you start to look at where everyone else is, and you're like, I'm not there yet, I'm not doing that, I haven't done that yet. And you start to take on all this external feedback, and then you start complaining or you start thinking, oh, I'm blocked, I I have a creative block, I don't know what to post online, I don't know what to say in my content, I don't know how to coach my client through this, because you actually start to lose your own voice. Why? Because in that we lose the authenticity to trust ourselves, right? Which is why the inadequacy and the self-doubt comes out. So that is a huge one that I see blocking and limiting so many online people. Uh, And, you know, with the rate that the online entrepreneurship is growing, it, it makes sense that everyone would be on the lookout for a threat, right? That's what they're doing when they're in comparison. We're kind of in the lookout for threat of like, where do we fit in society? Where do we fit in that little line of like all the entrepreneurs? Where are we fitting in? Um, and, And most people will only ever compare to people above rather than actually comparing to their own actions. So uh, people, they can speak all they want, but to me, it's like actions will actually show me you know, where you are in your business. Actions will actually show me what's happening for you. So Comparison, huge one that happens with businesses. Now the next one, procrastination. Where are all my procrastinators at? Let's put our hands up. Me, 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 me. Trust me, this one was like my kryptonite. (laughs) This one was me to a fucking T. I was the biggest procrastinator. Still to this day, I have to actively actively be aware of this. So this is still not something that is unconsciously integrated in me yet, meaning I don't have to think about it. This is something that I still do have to be mindful of um, just because it is a bit of a harder pattern for me to break. Uh, But that's okay. It doesn't like we can do hard things, uh, but it is something that is not uh, necessarily ingrained in me just yet. So uh, procrastination is actually a defense mechanism, believe it or not. So an example, uh, you might delay launching a new product or a new offer or something like that. You've got everything ready or maybe you get everything to like 90% ready and then you just leave that last little bit. That was what I used to do. Um, And the procrastination, it it has this underlying fear of responsibility um, and the changes that come with success, right? So, so that could be there. 
And also another one is that if we put something out that we've worked so hard on and it doesn't reach our expectation of, you know, I want to launch this mastermind. I had a client with this. I want to launch this mastermind um, because I, I want more recurring revenue. I want to help these people with this. I'm really great at this. Everyone's begging me for a mastermind. I'm so excited for it. I create all the everything to do it. But there's one last thing I don't do, which is like the checkout page. This was my client. And I was like, interesting. Why are we not creating that when you're saying you're so excited about it? You're like hyping it up. You're like, yeah, Taylor, like I really want to do this mastermind. Can't wait. But then the only thing you have to do is create the sales page and you don't do it. Why? And we started looking into it and it was because she was so worried that she was going to put it out there and no one would sign up. She was so worried that she'd be pouring her whole heart into it that she did like 90% of it. Actually, she had like 99% of it. The, The only thing she needed was the sales page and then she could sell it. And she was keeping herself busy with creating content that she never ended up posting Um, and doing all these other things. And I said to her, you're getting the quick instant gratification of thinking that the content creation is helping you. And I was like, that's not making you money. This is going to make you money. Why are you not doing it? And it's that fear of that responsibility that comes with the success and also putting something out there that potentially might not go to how she wants it to. And then she knows she's going to have to deal with those feelings. It's easier for people to see it in their comfort, in their current situation and just say X, Y, Z is the reason I'm not where I want to be than it actually is to do something about it. And with procrastination, the underlying pattern with that is always every single time I'm not doing enough. Every single person I've ever worked with, myself included, it's like I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. And by doing more, we actually get into all that busy work, which she was doing the content, which she didn't need to be doing. Um, And it's all that busy work that then leads to so much procrastination, right? And some people have it with work. I was, my coping mechanism was work. Uh, Other people have it with, they might be addicted to shopping. They might be go and spend their money. They might go and binge food. There's something that is going to give them quick, instant gratification is going to come with this pattern. So you will, um, you know, scroll TikTok. You'll do things that are keeping you busy and you think you don't have the time. Um, So it's anything that will give you quick, instant gratification, but then you procrastinate the thing you're meant to do. Like, you know, you have a course coming out next week, but you don't finish the slides till an hour beforehand. That type of stuff where it's like procrastination plays out big time. That's actually one of the most common things I work with, with people who are making like high multi six figures. That's something that they all struggle with. Um, okay, next one, number three. Number three, how are we going so far? Are we are we saying, holy shit, that's me. Is Taylor, is Taylor talking to me? I know I am because this is a lot of people, just FYI, there's nothing wrong with it, but these patterns are really cool to clock onto because if you don't, your business is going to have a hard time growing and you're going to, you're going to not feel good in your business as well. So like that, it's not just about your business growing. It's about fulfillment in business for me. And if the person is fulfilled, the business grows. Okay. So it it is really about personal fulfillment as well. So number three, fear of visibility. Okay. An example, uh, entrepreneur, uh, they may avoid actively promoting themselves. This is similar to the last one, um, due to fear of increased visibility, Uh, This fear can stem from concerns about judgment, criticism, or the pressure to maintain a certain image once they achieve success. 
I also had this one, fun fact. So uh, I was very successful overnight, very quickly. Well, it wasn't overnight, like I've been on social media 10 years. And I remember I then, it was almost like I was frozen and I couldn't post anything or I wouldn't post anything. And language is so important. By the way, notice how I said couldn't, like, no, that's that's an unconscious pattern coming in. So correcting my language in real time, uh, I chose not to. I chose not to post anything because it was easier for me to play small and stay small than it was for me to have the attention on me and then risk failing in public. Also, another one that I see with this is the more visible you are, the more chance people have of finding shit out. What I mean by that is I was, I felt like, and we're going into imposter next, so it like kind of comes into it, but I felt like a little bit of an imposter. Um, what was it with? It was with something. I forget what it was. I think it was something to do with content. Like I was struggling with it or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, it was something like really minor, but this is how it plays out. It was like something I was struggling with content. And then I was talking about content and I was like, I knew I was out of integrity. So of course I wouldn't want to be visible, right? This was like years ago. And I can remember it. It was like, I would almost freeze every single time I went to go online. I was like, <gasps> right. And it was like, because I didn't want to actually speak on the thing in case someone called me out on the thing. So there it's like cleaning up your own backyard before you go say stuff online. So what are you afraid of? If you get that visibility, what could someone say about you? What could someone find out about you? Also, are you owning your voice and what you want to say? So if you have a fear of visibility, you're not going to be authentic and say what you want to say because you're always going to be in comparison. These all play into each other. You're always going to be comparing that someone else is going to come in, have a different, stronger opinion, and you won't be able to back yours. And then you'll feel wrong. You'll be like, oh my God, I'm wrong. Like, that person just came in and said that, well, why would I bother owning my opinions at all if someone's always going to create content saying the opposite? I see that a lot as well. So that is crucial and key to clock on to what are you actually scared of being visible for? What are you scared of being seen with? What image are you trying to maintain? Or how would, how do you want to not make yourself feel if someone calls you out? Like, can you hold that? Can you hold your opinion? Are you powerful enough to own your opinion, right? So checking into all these things, huge. That brings us to number four. Let me just take a little sip. Hold on. I hope you can hear me gulp. That's a bit of ASMR for you. So Imposter syndrome. Okay. So an example, a coach might actually, so with imposter syndrome, it's, it's a really sneaky one, but also it's quite obvious. So uh, an example, a coach might downplay their experience, uh, sorry, their expertise or their achievements, feeling like they don't deserve success. I actually have a lot of people that I've worked with who feel like they don't deserve good things. They feel like they're always looking for a problem, always looking for something wrong. Um, so it's like they don't, believe they deserve success, this imposter syndrome can lead to self-sabotage and the reluctancy to step into leadership roles within their industry. This happens a lot more than you would think. Can you see how all of these weave into each other? Because you could put this with fear of visibility. You could put this with comparison. Um, you can really like link all of these together, which is like, I think really cool. But that imposter syndrome also can come up when 
you actually are trying to teach on something that's like you haven't integrated yet or potentially you've just learned and now you're like, I want to teach that, but you haven't quite landed in it yourself. So what I say there is it just comes with a bit of competence. So you might need to get a little bit more competent at something so then you feel more confident in something because competence is just confidence. I mean, sorry, confidence is just competence, right? Wrong way around. Um, it's a, That's a fucking tongue tie, man. So um, that that is what I see a lot is people are potentially teaching on something that it's like they haven't quite nailed yet for themselves or they're teaching on something they think they have to be teaching on, but really it's not their zone. It's not their area of expertise, but they've seen that person coach on it and they're making money. So they're like, shit, that's what I have to do, right? So seeing that, where, where is that playing out for you? Is it that you're maybe downplaying things of like how good you actually are and you need to step into your leadership and conviction? Or is it that you actually need to, you know, really teach on those things that even the things that you think are simple, trust me, so many people don't know them. The things that you think everyone knows, no one knows. I I promise you. Everyone is like, oh, but that's so simple. Shouldn't people know that? Trust me. Go create that post and I bet you so many people are going to be like, holy fuck, I did not know that. There is a sea full of people. You're only surrounded by, you know, 500, 1,000 followers that you're looking at. There is a million, I don't, billions, I don't actually know how many people in the world, but there are a lot more people in the world than you follow. So you're like so zoned in on like the people you follow thinking they know everything, but like one, they don't. Two, you need to be really repetitive with your message, just FYI. And three, there's so many more people out there that haven't found you yet. So put the content out there so they can find you. Um, okay, now number five, we've got overcommitting and overwhelm. Okay, the again, all play into each other. But an example of this is uh, entrepreneurs, coaches, service providers, creatives, whatever you are, uh, might take on too many projects or clients. This creates the cycle of overwhelm. You try to take on so many things. And uh, this could be a subconscious way of avoiding sustained success by creating an environment where it comes really difficult for you to manage everything and you're used to creating chaos for yourself. Some people say, I thrive in chaos, I thrive in that. But um, a lot of the time when we create that overwhelm for ourselves, it's we never give ourselves time to steady out. And when we never give ourselves time to steady out, we can sometimes grow uh, at a rate that we just can't keep up with. And then it will create overwhelm for you. It will create you over committing. Um, do I, I see this all the time where it's like people set their expectation too high. Uh, they don't nail the basics and they try to scale too quickly or grow too quickly when if they actually, and I know it, it, it sounds like it doesn't make sense and it sounds like I'm saying to grow slow. I'm not. I'm saying when you focus on mastering yourself, firstly, but mastering like one thing or, or mastering the fundamentals and the basics I promise you the people making a million dollars are mastering the basics. They're not trying to do 29 million different things. I I promise you. I know it sounds counterintuitive to slow down to speed up, but truly doing that is really going to help you, especially if you do struggle with that overcommitment and overwhelm. It is going to help you so much. Okay, so then we've got the fear of, I. Um, it's fear of success or fear of scaling your business if we're talking in business sense. But uh, an example, entrepreneurs may resist scaling uh, their business, fearing the increased responsibility and potential for failure that comes with growth. 
this fear can lead to missed opportunity for expansion and impact. So um, a lot of the time we, we say we want success, but we actually don't want success because success comes with more responsibility. Success comes with more pressure being added on you, more money, more problems. And I know a lot of people will have a problem with that saying, but the way that I see it is when you have no money, you have one problem. And that's that you don't have any money. When you have money, now your problems can broaden because now it's no longer about not getting money, right? Now you can actually focus on other things because money is like a fundamental thing that like if your business isn't bringing in money, you're going to feel very unsafe in your nervous system. So good luck doing anything. So once you get that base problem figured out, how do I make money? Then your problems actually become a lot bigger than that. So a lot of the time people aren't ready for that. They don't want that. They don't want that huge responsibility. Uh, and then the fear of success is the same as that visibility one as well. It's like also fear of what are you, what are you going to be now at risk of that you have that success because with success, there's more eyes on you. So with that, more responsibility right? More pressure, more money, more bills, more um, clients that you're responsible for, more people coming through your programs, more failed payments, like more, 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 right? With more success comes more everything. So if you don't have that, that internal to be able to hold that, then you're going to sabotage yourself. Like that's it. Sabotage is, I want you to see sabotage as like an, a sheet of armor, that comes up and it's like actually protecting you. So all of these are self-sabotage, but they're, they're actually a form of protection. That's what they're doing, protecting you, okay? Um, from feeling things that you don't wanna feel because like you're not, you're not ready to feel them. You haven't got the emotional resilience to feel them or you're just scared of fear, which like no one's actually scared of anything. They're scared of fear itself, not the thing that they're actually saying they're feared of, like fearful of. They're just scared of the fear, not the thing. Anyway, that's a different story. So the next one, right? We've got avoiding delegating tasks. Oh my gosh, hands up all of my lone wolves out here. Me, I, I will like die on the fucking hill that I'm the biggest lone wolf that there is. And this has been something that's been so hard for me growing my business and uh, especially in mentorship, in coaching, being someone who's coachable. This has been something I've had to work on over the years so much. And I'm obviously, I'm a lot better now than I was, but this is 100% something that I had to work on. Um, so example, it, I'm not talking about mentorship. Let's just talk about your business. Um, let's talk about you hiring, say like a VA, OBM, or, or someone to come in and help you, right? Some people might struggle uh, to delegate tasks to their team members. So they really struggle with that leadership um, and they might become quite overwhelmed, right? With like delegating or, you know, giving people a task or giving people instructions or telling people what to do or letting go of control. A lot of fucking women I work with, they have a very big problem with letting go of control. Um, so this reluctance to let go of control can be rooted in the fear of losing a personal connection with their work sometimes, um, or a fear that others won't perform to their standards. Or, you know, no one can do it the way I can do it, is what I used to say. You know, like, I can just do it. I can do it in two seconds. Like, I'm not going to wait for someone to do it, right? That was what I used to say. So what I have to say to that is, as long as you have to do it alone, 
you have to do it alone. This has been one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is letting your ego down, letting your pride down, taking a step back from needing that control because we grow better together. When one rises, we all rise, right? And if you can actually build, you don't have to have a team. There, This is another topic I actually want to do a whole podcast on, but I think people don't talk about the different um, types of businesses you can have online. There's like two types in my eyes. There's one where it's, and this is a whole different topic, but like, tell me if you want an episode on this. One is where people want to have a team of like a hundred people, thousand people, and they want to be a leader. They want to be a CEO. They love it. That That's their thing. Then the other one, is where they just want to be like a solopreneur. Maybe they just want more time with their kids. They want a good income. Like both get to make great money, obviously. Both can make millions, but it's like one more so wants to, you know, maybe have one or two team members that are like maybe contractors. Maybe you've got one full-time, doesn't really matter. But it's like, you're more that solopreneur vibe and you're more about freedom, lifestyle experiences. Whereas the other one is like, I just fucking love working. I'm fucking hungry. And I want like, I want teams under me. I want millions of people. Um, So even knowing that of like, when you are going to delegate, right? Like what type of business do you want? And are you building someone else's business, right? Because if you go start delegating, thinking you have to do that, but that's not even the business you want. Like, who is that going to help? So of course you're going to be reluctant there. So even that is a pattern of not owning what you want, that pattern there of like, I have to do things the way that person wants me to, or that coach is doing it or or X, Y, Z, that's also going to limit you. And you're going to either avoid delegating or delegate too soon. Um, So that can come into it. I went on a bit of a tangent. So let's get back to, (laughs) let's get back to the episode. Uh, Then we have number eight. I swear I don't take a breath when I talk. Does anyone else think that? Are they like, how is Taylor talking so much? Has she taken any breaths? I swear I do not. Um, Okay. Self-worth tied to your business. This is the last one. Okay. Oh my goodness. If I had a dollar for every single time I've seen someone do this, I would be probably like a five millionaire. As in $5 million I would have. So, Self-worth tied to business. An example, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of creatives especially, because this is our art, right? Like this is something we're passionate about. If you're in my world, you're purpose-driven, you're hungry, you're passionate, you have a desire to help people because something has changed your life. Something's changed your life. You now want to change other people's lives. They're the people that I work with. So entrepreneurs might tie their self-worth exclusively to their business success This can create really unhealthy cycles where any setback or challenge in business, it feels like a personal failure and it intensifies your fear of success. So a lot of the time I see this uh, and people, they make something personal. And when you make something personal, you then have all the emotions that come with that. And that's where people get blocked and stuck and they lose momentum. This actually happened to me. This happened... um, to one of my coaches, this happened to, um, I had one client come to me with this as well. And I've seen this in a lot of my entrepreneur friends and self-worth being attached to your business. I get it. This work is very important to you, but we need to be able to separate the art, which is like our gift and our passion from the commerce, which is the business, the strategy, the brand, the content. We need to be able to separate it, to be able to track the data If we cannot do this, this is a very slippery slope that your business will be a one hit success. It'll be a one hit wonder. I nearly, nearly tanked my business because of this a few, two years ago. 
something like that. I can't remember exact timelines. Uh, and this is one of my biggest lessons is when you make something personal, when you make something personal, fucking good luck coming back from it. Okay. It takes a very strong person to come back from things when they're taken personal. So unless you are like Gandhi, like don't take things personal. Okay. So tying your success to the metrics in your business, instead of just seeing them as that's a place that I can improve. That's a place that I actually get to look at the data, not make it mean anything about me. Okay, great. That offer didn't sell. What did I do different? What could I do different? If I didn't make that mean something about me, could it just be that I need a better launch plan? Could it just be that I need to structure my content more strategically? Could it be I need to have more fun in my my content? Could it be that I need to, um, you know, hire a coach? Like, and could we actually just take the attachment out of it? You're not a failure. If you're in business and something goes wrong and you make a mistake, like, welcome to entrepreneurship. I have failed more times than I've succeeded. I just want everyone to hear that. Taylor Bubeck admits, that's how you say my name. Everyone's like, how do you say your name? Taylor Bubeck, you're welcome. She admits that she has failed more times than she has succeeded because I'm a human. Every single time I've failed, I see it as a success because I've figured out what didn't work. I figured out exactly what not to do. And now I get to pass that on to my clients. That makes me a better coach. I could have sat here and said, I fucked up. I made a mistake. I'm out. I can't do business. I can't be a business coach. Or I could say, holy shit, what wisdom do I extract from this and make sure my clients don't do the same thing? How can I protect my clients from ever going down that, that rabbit hole that I went down? How do I stop? Like this whole thing, a lot of these I've experienced and now I want to help people not do that right? I know you have amazing offers. I know you have huge purpose that you're here for. And I don't want you to fall into these traps because I am not here for myself to win. I am here for you to win. If I win, you win. If you win, I win. We all win together. My mission, my mission is for people who have felt like they've never had a purpose and then something has changed their life. And all of a sudden you feel lit up inside. You feel a hunger in your belly. You feel and you know that your work needs to reach more people and you need the business skills, the branding skills, and the internal awareness to be able to believe in yourself enough to fucking go and do it. And that's what I help people do is to put that thing that changed your life so fucking much that you want to now help other people with. I I never went to university. I never thought I'd be making more than 50K a year. And now I'm making over $500,000 a year, like well over it. And it's like, that is wild to me that this is possible for us, that we can monetize on something that we're so passionate about and our purpose, we can then go put out into the world. And I love working with high achieving people People who are so ambitious, they're so hungry, they're not wanting to sit in victim. They're like, how the fuck do I take responsibility for my life and change this? When your story becomes no longer about you, you get to help other people. You get to be in the highest frequency there is, which is helping people, service to the community. That is one of our highest things that humans need to feel fulfilled. I want you to be fulfilled. I want you to be purpose-driven. I want you to be living a fucking extraordinary life with amazing experiences. And I want you to create lots of income with your influence. 
That is my goal for you. That is my goal for every single person that we are fucking rich and enriched in our lives because I know what it's like to be the opposite and to not be them and to think that nothing's fucking possible for me. And it was all because of my own mindset. The only thing that shifted, the only thing was my mindset. The skills I went and learned. Skills are fucking easy to get. I learned how to do commerce. I learned how to do business. I learned how to do marketing. Learned all that. The hardest thing wasn't learning anything. The hardest thing in my business has not been learning a single fucking thing. It's been unlearning. Unlearning all of my patterns so that I can then alchemize them. Alchemize means turn into power. Turn them into power. And that is what I'm so passionate about. If you are interested in this, I you can stop the episode here. If you love this episode, come into my DMs. Tell me if you liked it. Um, I hope that you did enjoy it. But if anyone is watching this and is interested in joining me for mindset pattern work, uh, this is currently being recorded in January and of 2024. So if you've got it in time, this might not be available. So if it's not, just like ignore, move on. But the mirror is starting on the 10th of February. This is my mindset, mini mind. This is personalized coaching to you. We're not going through a course. You get access to my Holy Trinity bundle, which is inner child work, ego work, shadow work. You get access to that for free if you join. And essentially it's eight weeks, weekly live group calls where you come on and we go into your patterns. We go into your limitations around business, success, money and relationships. Those are the things that we're going to be working on and really getting you a powerful force. This is if you want to become a force, like you're already good, but like you want to be great. You want to not let these things come up. You want to learn how to audit yourself and not be the bottleneck of your business. Uh, This is not just for people in business. It is for normal everyday people as well, who genuinely are just like really ambitious, love to learn about themselves. Uh, As I said, it's going to be about business. So that could be career if you're not in business. Uh, It could be success, money, relationships. They all relate to everyone and health and wealth as well. So if you are interested, please, please, please go to the link in my bio, send me a DM, whatever you need to do, and we'll get you signed up. It is only $1,500. The price will be going up the closer we get. But that for eight weeks is insane given I charge that for a one-off session with one week of WhatsApp. So That's insane that you're getting a whole eight weeks for that amount. If you are interested, come in. We will be going deeper into this. But as I said, it's not a curriculum where we're like, sit down and learn this. It's going to be going into you. Like you're going to be talking. I'm going to be asking you questions. You're going to be getting live coached on the calls. It's going to be really, really cool. So I'm very excited for it. I hope you guys have loved this episode. If you have, send me a message. Let me know if you loved it. And goodbye for now. Bye.